thank God for this opportunity to stand before the saints of God, to speak the word of God. It is an honor. And I want to thank Pastor Kwame for believing my gift and giving me the opportunity. It's not, I, I, I had a conversation with a friend this week and he's tell, he was telling me how out of nowhere his pastor has changed totally and it looks like everything he does is so wrong. And I told him, I said, true fathers are missing in this generation. And if we have somebody like Pastor Kwame to be our father, we have to be very appreciative. And Pastor, I want to thank you. Those of you who doesn't know my story, the first day that I Pastor actually gave me the podium to speak, after I finished the preaching, we had a long meeting in the office. That should tell you that it didn't go very well. So um, it wasn't just about the meeting. He actually taught me. He's the one that taught me how to stand and to preach. And it's not very common in this generation. And Pastor, I want to thank you for the seed that you've vested in me. I want to thank the leadership of the church, and I want to thank you for being here today. I know we all have a busy schedule. We could have chosen to do anything today, but we chose to we chose to come to church. I want to thank you very much for being here. So by the divine grace of God, those who, not a special grace, divine grace. Today is the divine grace, not a special grace. <laughs> So by the special and divine grace of God, I've combined the two, right? We are still treating the, the series on the breastplate of righteousness. There is a seed that God has placed in us. That is the seed of righteousness. And today, I've been giving the topic, the clove of righteousness. So I want to ask a question to the whole church. If I come to you with this, my dressing, and I tell you that I'm going for a yoga class, who believe me? Oh, I'm being serious. Like, look at me from head to toe, and I tell you that there's too much feedback in the mic, please. And if I tell you that I'm going for a yoga class, why won't you believe me? It's not suitable for a yoga class, right? Okay. The pants look like a yoga class. Thanks for being honest. <laughs> okay, what about if somebody in a yoga pants come to you and tell you that today is my wedding, a lady, and I'm the bride, and this is what I'm taking out? Will you believe that? Yeah. So there is different attire that is set for different locations. So I cannot go to California today with my big winter jacket. Those around will look at me like, what is wrong with him? Where is he, where is he coming from? So can't I expose myself today by not even putting on any clothes? Because it does not work. It's too cold that I need to cover myself. So every weather has its own demands. So as the weather changes, our way of dressing also changes. We dress to suit the weather. Okay. Ephesians chapter 6. That's the 
the same topic that the same scripture that God gave us. Verses 14. Ephesians 6, verses 14. The word of the Lord says, Stand therefore with truth, like a belt around your waist. I don't like this translation. Stand therefore with truth, like a belt around your waist. Righteousness, like armor on your chest. So, the breastplate of righteousness. That is the series that we are dealing with. And I want to, Minister Ruslav shared a powerful message. Minister Folarin also backed that message. So, I want to ask a question. With our understanding of the belt of righteousness, what is the purpose of that belt of righteousness? The breastplate of righteousness when it comes to the believer's life. So we, Minister Roslav actually took this definition from Minister Roslav. She defined righteousness as the standard God requires to be accepted. So in the eyes of God, there is a standard that he requires in order to be accepted. And understand this. Every standard, the standard that God requires is the truth that is in the word of God. Right? So Paul did not just start the armor by any ordinary introduction. First, he said, we need the belt of truth. And after we receive the belt of truth, we need what? The breastplate of righteousness. So this is what Paul is saying. Bible says that when we came to Jesus, we've become new. The old is gone. Behold, everything has become new. So when we came to Jesus, that is the truth. God placed in us a seed. That's, that is the seed of righteousness. That is his image. That is his seed. Understand that. The seed that God placed in hearts is not corrupt, cannot be corrupted. The seed that God placed in us is a perfect seed because every perfect gift comes from him and he's a perfect God. So God has placed a seed that is in us when we came to him. But understand this, the seed that he placed in us was just placed in one part of our body. The body is made up of the human body. You have the body, you have the soul, and you have the spirit. So God has placed his seed of righteousness in our spirit. That is the third man. So our soul has no seed of righteousness, and our body has no seed of righteousness. He placed that seed just in our soul, just in our spirit. So the question is this, there is a standard that God has given unto us that qualifies us to be righteous and, and that standard is placed in our spirits. This is what God is saying when, he's, when he was speaking to Apostle Paul. He said the first step is this, you make that true step of faith by coming to him 
And when you come to him, he renews you, he molds you, and he places a seed in you. But that seed is just in your spirit. And the body is made of, made of three parts. You have the body, the soul, and the spirit. So how do you feed your spirit? Because that is where the, righteous, the righteousness of God lives. Understand this. The breastplate in America will say this is symbolic like to the, um, the bulletproof verse that most policemen or soldiers wear, right? The function of the bulletproof verse is to protect their heart. It's protect their chest, right? The heart is where the, the, the God has placed his seed, right? And that is, what, that is what Paul is talking about. He said, the breastplate of what? Righteousness. But before the breastplate of righteousness, you need the truth, right? So let's get to where God wants us to be. The body is just the physical things that we can all see by our eyes. But the body feeds from what the soul tells him. The soul also feeds from what the spirit tells the soul. And the spirit feeds from what? From God. Because that is where his seed is. So this is what Apostle Paul is saying. He said, you have God, that is the spirit. But in order to stand against the works of the evil one, you need to hold on the truth. So he's telling you that your whole body's stature may be functioning right. But when your heart, there is a disorder in your heart, it affects the whole body. Why? Because the heart is what pumps blood. In your system. So your, your mind cannot receive blood if your heart fails. Your leg cannot receive blood if your heart fails. So he's telling you that your heart, that is the spirit, that is the, where the righteousness lives, needs to feed your spirit's being. When the enemy attacks, the enemy does not attack your heart. The enemy attacks your mind. But listen, the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, you don't, as a man thinketh what? In your heart. So it starts from the heart. It goes to your mind. Then your body takes action. It starts from the heart. So you cannot curse me out and tell me that it is an accident. It came from your heart. You cannot steal my money and come back and tell me that it was a mistake. No, it came from your heart because your heart transferred it to your mind and your mind transferred it to your body and you acted as your mind told your body. So Paul is saying the righteousness of God. He said the seed is in you. It is just the seed. But in order for that seed to germinate in order for that seed to bear fruit you need the truth that is the word of God so what Apostle Paul is saying is this 
24 hours, 7 days in a week. You need this word. Bible says you need to meditate on the word day and night. What he says is that the seed is inside of you. But if you want to be a replica of that seed, you need the word that is Jesus. You need the word. That word has to pump blood. Boom. Every day. Boom. Every day. Constantly. There is no stop to it. He's saying that there is no stop. If you want to become like God, if you want to be in the image of God, he said there is no stop to this. Constantly, you have to meditate on the word because as you meditate, you're changing into the image of God. As you meditate, your mind is changing. As you meditate, your soul is changing. As you meditate, your emotions is changing. See, the enemy attacks your emotions. He attacks your mind because he knows that the word of God is not in there. But when he comes to you and he knows that the word of God draws in your heart, heart. He knows that the, the, the word of God dwells in your mind. Your, your heart will process it and it will come straight to your mind, to your body. Am I making sense over here? So the question is not the question is not that when we accept Christ we don't have the seed. The seed is in us. The moment we declared with our lips the seed of God was planted in us. But the seed needs to be watered. The seed needs nutrients. That is the word of God. So Apostle Paul said, as you have come, that is the truth. That is the first step that you've taken. God has accepted you. He has transformed you into his image. But it, it does not end there. He said there is a process. And that, that you see, most people... This is what God taught me, and I'm going to say it as he says. He says, some of us, we act from our minds straight to our body. Because we don't have the word of God in us, it just comes, boom. It just comes, boom, just like that. But if you have the word of God in you, you push that word daily. You meditate. Day, you meditate on it. Night, you go to him every day. That word, Bible said, is sharp than a two-edged sword. So that word draws in your heart. It draws in your mind. You keep pushing it. You keep pushing it into your heart. When it draws into your heart, you walk like God. You think like God. You talk like God. Because when people see you, you are being transformed by his word. And the word is in here. We spoke about how hard it is to, to, to forgive in Bible studies. But if you have the word of God in you, you press on, you press on, you press on. When somebody offends you, it comes from your heart to forgive. It becomes your lifestyle. It doesn't become an option because constantly the body, the, the, the heart is pumping blood. It's pumping blood. Whenever your heart stops, that is the end of your life. Whenever you stop reading the scripture, that is the end as a believer. Whenever you stop, that is the end. Bible says I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to me. No, no I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes, hey, help me. I'm confused. To the father, said to me, you are a good student. 
There is only one way. That is here. That is the word. There is only one route. That is the word. When that word established in your heart, it's a done deal. So listen, when the word established in your heart, you know what happened. The heart, it's established in your spirit, right? You know what happened. The Lord speaks to your spirit and it comes to your mind and it goes into your body. So now it's not coming from the flesh to your mind, to your heart. It's going the other way. That is why you cannot forsake the word of God as a believer. It's not a matter of how much, how many, how much time you spend to pray. If you pray without the word of God, you are making noise. You are making noise. Every word that comes out of you should be the word that God has placed in his word. Minister Fulari spoke about Job. How their their righteousness, God saw it. But understand this. When Satan went to to God to seek permission to destroy Job, where was Job? He was nowhere to be found. Job never knew that his afflictions came from God. But when he was uncomfortable, he stood for God. Because the word of God was in his heart. He knew that when life became tough, the Lord is still with him. He knew that even to the extent that his own wife said, curse God and die, this man still stood for the word of God. Let me tell you five things about what 20th century believers we are. When the word of God dwells in you, number one, you become terrified to stay away from him. You, are, you cannot just be comfortable when you are not with your father. Number two, you honor, you respect him more than everything and more than anybody. Number three, you obey God in sin. So you don't choose it. If the word of God says obey, you obey. Bible says one day, Abraham woke up and heard a voice from God. I need you to sacrifice your son. The son that Abraham had in his old age, God said, take this son and sacrifice him. You know what God did? God did not give Abraham one day. He gave him three days, the journey. What God was trying, what God was doing is that he gave him time to think about his decision. But even when the journey took three days, the man stood in his obedience. The Bible is not just mentioning these people just because of anything, because of their obedience to him, because they have the word of God in him. They stood for God. When everybody around Job has disqualified him. His friends came, mourned with him. And after that, they left. He said, just curse God and die. He stood. Because he had the word of God in him. Number four, we obey God when it doesn't make sense. When you have the word of God in you, 
you obey him when it doesn't make sense. When men think what you are doing is dumb, you still obey because you heard the voice of God. God called Noah and told Noah that Noah, I'm about to destroy the world. I need you to build, my, build me an ark. God gave Noah the instructions. These instructions that I'm giving to you do not take one inch off, nor even add one inch. A man building an ark to contain the whole world. This doesn't make sense. What did Noah do? He stood and he did exactly the instructions that God has given to him. The last one, you obey God when it hurts. When it hurts and people are telling you, pointing fingers on you, that this affliction came onto you because of your sin, you still stand for God. Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence. Everything about life starts from the heart. A lot of us, this is our prayer. God, change my heart. He will not change your heart. You have his seed in your heart. What you need is God, change my way of thinking. And you know the step that you need to take? By vesting yourself in the word of God. By spending more time with him. God, I want to know you more. Let's study his word. Bible says study to show yourself approved. The most annoying thing is when somebody doesn't know and they think they know. It's very provoking. When you have not studied, but yet you think you are the organ. It's a Hebrew word, forgive me. Study to show yourself approved. The word of the Lord is a lamp unto our feet and a light to our path. The light to the world is Jesus. He is the God that will order your step. If you know Jesus, you have him in you, not based on your grandmother's experience, but based on your experience and how you've studied his word. He will order your step. Shall we please be on our feet?